0: we have had enough of this shit? Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 461. Done a couple of these things, met a couple of people along the way. This is called Detroit Lions Ben Johnson Stays. And this is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am the dashingest of hosts, Chris. And with me is my good friend and equally dashing, Jeff the Riz. Rizden, my co-host, I think I said that's it's a really exciting time. How are you doing, Riz?
1: <laughs> I am just excited to bask in your all-knowing presence, Chris. We're all oh, here man. to bow down to you. <laughs> to quote our friend Brian Berkheiser, friend of the show, lead singer of Five prevail, the vocals, get on your knees and bow down.
0: <laughs> People are really dogging me for not knowing anything during the, uh, the Hawkinson thing. God, it's good to know something, isn't it? <laughs> we got lots to talk about today. It's, it's show,
1: nice huh? when you—it's nice when you know, and you know you know, and people doubt that you know, but you do know you know. That—that's a very fun place to be. Oh. Uh, I happen to have been there last year uh, with, or two years ago with the draft thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's—it is—it is. And and look, there's a little bit. There's a little bit, you know, of of what what we, you know, a little bit of big. Kind of ballsy walking, but that's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Got a lot to talk about today. We're going to do some uh, updates on the coverage for the offseason for you. I think you guys and gals are going to love that. We're going to talk a bit about a guy you may or may not have heard about, Ben Johnson, staying with the Detroit Lions. Um, what no one else is seeing. I haven't heard anyone else say this, and this is something that I want people to know. And, um, it'll kind of coincide with some things that i told you folks uh earlier but i think it just help you kind of see things that you know often get overlooked um we're gonna you know you have to suffer through a couple i told you so sorry <laughs> uh, we will also discuss culture and continuity on this team what it means uh we'll have a little conversation about potential rookie of the year uh the players that want to stay a bunch of which are willing to take a pay cut publicly
1: um AG? Oh, is this Detroit? We're doing yeah. the Detroit Lions <laughs> yeah. podcast, right?
0: Yeah, no doubt. No. Coaches, some other changes going on. We might see that haven't gotten as much wind, a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Are you ready to go, Riz? Oh,
1: man. Oh, yes, I am. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break
0: it down. Oh, yeah, here we are. All right, let's get it off. Let's get it on, get it off, whatever we want to do. Uh, Ladies subscriber, GIF, Jim Kinarny. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Appreciate you for doing so. And uh, if it's you good. subscribe to the show, you'll see yourself down there in the bottom left. Your name and lights. It's a fun deal. Um, don't forget, also, we got oh, the wow. new accessibility language That's updates. Right. People love that. Um, quick ahead of the, you know, just before we get into the the big kind of talk that we know we're going to talk about, that that, that one guy, um, I want to talk about the coverage that we have coming up in the off season, because I think this is going to be, this is going to be good. (laughs) This this is big stuff. Um, So we're going to have a bunch of live updates from senior bowl throughout. We'll also be doing our interviews. Like we do. We'll do our daily shows. Like we do. Usually we do like a morning and an evening show. If I remember right. Um, There's a ton going on. I just talked to him about our spot on radio row, the whole thing. Uh, at senior bowl the we got that thing blanketed it's uh it's 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 turned out to be riz sam man and myself we're going to be there in in the lights with you guys and like i said live coverage the whole thing you guys are going to love what we have going on at senior bowl but we're not stopping there uh after senior bowl we're going to kick off we have two to three draft free agency scouting items updates from scott every week and scott and jeff are, are are spectacular at this stuff the Putting an eye on talent, understanding up and coming talent and evaluating it. They're very, very good at that. And you're going to get some really, really good voices. And the best part is they're voices that are different. And that's something we want is a diversity of opinion and voices. You're going to see things. You're going to see people that disagree with what I say, and I'm going to disagree with they say, and it's because we have a great relationship we're friends. It doesn't matter, right? It's okay, right? It's,
1: it's, It's possible to disagree without being disagreeable.
0: That's right. And we want you to hear as many angles as you can. Don't absolutely don't hate anybody. Right. This is all evaluation stuff. Nobody is. Well, I don't say nobody's Nostradamus, but (laughs) nobody, nobody can (laughs) perfectly predict the future. So, um, yeah, love what we got. I think you guys are going to really like it. I know. I know I'm already excited about it. And then beyond even all that, we're going to do about weekly shows about free agency draft prospects, the combine mock drafts the real draft, and of course, the original. Draft Party, the first one and the best one that's out there. We have all that stuff coming up on those weekly shows. We're going to have Revolving. It'll be Riz. It'll be uh, Scott. It'll be Ash. It'll be Sandman. Colin's ready to jump in. We're just going to have, uh, it'll be myself and two others every week, kind of rotating through roles and putting those out, talking about all the stuff, the breaking news, exciting news about the draft and free agency. So we will have you buried in football and Lions info info, uh, for the rest of your life. You're going to love it. You're
1: going to love it. Uh, let's both, see. I love the offseason, Chris. it's, it's it, it, Now that the Lions are good, it's not the most wonderful time of the year, but it's hard to shake the feeling that this has been a wonderful time of the year in the past.
0: Yes. Yes. All right. Let's kick off with some Big Johnson news. Uh, I mean, Ben Johnson news. Sorry. Uh, a lot.
1: Hey, Big Ben. <laughs> big Ben works, baby. That's a better Big Ben than the one Pittsburgh had. That's for sure.
0: I, I i just want to and this is the little bit of ball walking i do and then we'll we'll move on okay um ben johnson stays yeah you're that real was ready. yeah <laughs> <laughs> ben johnson stays and there I, i'm again i was the only voice out there that told you he wasn't leaving and it wasn't just last week at our show i've been doing i've been telling you guys for two months right and there was literally no one i mean people would speculate but i was telling you and i was out there before anybody telling you because I know. Uh, and, there, and I was confident in doing that. You know, people talk about, well, anyone could take a guess. No one was taking that guess. Nobody was taking the guess that Ben Johnson isn't going anywhere. And as a matter of fact, everyone was sure he was gone. Everybody was sure he was gone. And I told you with the YouTube short that we released yesterday, you saw, I, I said, he's not going anywhere. Now next year, or the next year, I'd worry about it and he'll take some friends with him, like I said. But there's something else I think that kind of will help you with this <laughs> and that nobody is really concentrating on in the conversation about Ben Johnson, staying with the team. And it's the, it's the part where I talked about, look, nothing's impossible. There's everybody has a, pr- a price. There's always a bag big enough. There's something that can be con- convincing enough to make you change your mind. And what Ben did is not even go to the interview. He said, I don't want to be tempted even, I want to be here. And I'm telling you, that's exactly in line with everything I'd, I'd, I'd heard and talked about and told you people, he's not going to go. He didn't even want to be tempted by that bag because there's so much here in Detroit risk, there is so much here for him and everybody else in the city of Detroit and the Detroit lions.
1: It's it's an easy fit for him, and uh, so we talked about this a little bit before the show. But yesterday afternoon, uh, one to one thirty in that window, I talked to a friend of mine who who works with the Panthers, uh, and he said, "I don't think Ben Johnson is coming anymore." And I'm like, "Really?" Um, So they're you know what's up? And and he's like, "You know, and like, so are they going to try to hire him like without you know anything else?" He's like, "No, I mean I don't think he's physically here." Like, really? Okay. All right. Um, And, uh, you know, it it filtered out around pretty quickly. Give Tom Pelissero credit from uh, the NFL Network. He was the first guy to report it nationally. Um, And everybody, including the Panthers' own people, quickly verified it. So, yeah, um, the way I look at it is, uh, Chris, you know, I have an affinity for uh, a certain beverage place in Mobile. And if I don't want to get messed up, (laughs) load a beer garden, my sugar rush burger, um, which I will have, but they also have a very nice, um, vast collection of very expensive barrel aged stouts. And I'm a barrel aged stout junkie. Yep, Yep, But when I drink those, and I drink too many of those, it's not a pleasant day the next day or the day after. So when I want to avoid that, I just don't go. Like I'll go somewhere else. We'll go to we'll go to the smoothie, the alcoholic smoothie bar, or I'll just hang out at wet Smoothie King and then be good. Or I'll go to Waffle House or something like that. I'm good with that. So know, you know, know the that temptation.
0: The wet Willies, Loda, Visa. Sorry. Wet Willies. Place with something
1: else. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to getting the banana pina colada there. know, oh, it's good. Uh, but I digress. But the, the thing is, like like if you were i'll I'll use a a friend of mine we'll call him David David had a problem keeping it in his pants he was married to someone and the way that he didn't the way they did was that he wouldn't go out he would just stay at home he wouldn't go out to bars he wouldn't go to concerts um eventually that failed because he got bored and sorry sorry Mary um that happens but it's uh you know, he, he tried to avoid it, and that's how you avoid those sorts of situations. I appreciate his abstinence from going down there and being tempted. You know, it's it's wearing the chastity belt if you need to. Okay, do it, and he did it. You know, he did it. And and to your side of it, he's so comfortable in Detroit that it didn't tempt him enough to even go to even hear them out or listen to what they had to say. And some of that is that he's been there already. He's interviewed with them virtually. He's interviewed with the other teams. And I think, and and I stressed this last week when, when we talked, was that one of the things that happens in these interviews is he is interviewing them, not just them interviewing him. And I think he saw that he fits better with Dan Campbell running the show, with him doing his thing with Goff and the rest of the offensive players and the offensive staff and the young talent that he's got around him. Um, to, to bastardize the Jim Harbaugh thing. Who's got it better than us? And he looked around and said,
0: nobody. That's why he's here. He's, and, it's, and, it's, and there's a very personal side of it. I mean, his words, his words here, I'm telling you, he's in his dream job. And it takes a he lot. to say that. It takes a lot to pull somebody out of their dream job. When you have a super boss, when you're doing exactly what you love to do, what you love more than anything. And let's, I mean, You know, offensive coordinators are making anywhere from between one and five million dollars, some as many as like twelve million, right? To do that job. It's not that much of a money thing. I mean, you can't tell me, you know, three million, five million dollars isn't life-changing money. You can't. Some people are satisfied. (laughs) You know, I think I think to where yeah, I think about where I work. Right. And, and, and there's some people that just want to do the job they're comfortable with and they love, and they just want to do it forever. There's, they don't want to take the next step into like a leadership position because God, that's the, I have to deal with all the people, the performance reviews, people that don't want to work, like all that kind of stuff. There are plenty of people <laughs> that don't want to do that. Being a head coach comes with a whole lot of other things. Sure. It comes with a it bag. is a
1: completely different job completely yep. different job. Yep. You, the, what you just described? I have been offered bigger and better jobs than where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. Why would I leave that? You know, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Why not be happy in this, in this, in these trying times? Happiness is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you think about what they have as a team. He has to build the team. He has to build that group of people when he goes to wherever he could potentially go, where they gave him the bag. And it's like, you know, Mr. Krabs always, you know, oh, I'm going to cry and rub my dry my tears with dollar bills. Right. It's, it's, it's possible you can do that, but it can be pretty lonely. I mean, you ask anybody with a whole ton of money what it's like. And it is lonely because you can't really trust people. You see lottery winners. It's, it's, I mean, that's that's uh, kind of a, a situation. There's a lot of hassle and stuff that goes with it. And I'm not saying that, you know, if it went south, Ben would never work again. But, I mean, you can look at the Joe Lombardi life. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. There's something to be said <laughs> to be in a place you We're love, to, don't we? being really good at your job, doing what you love with a group of people you love, and really believing that you can hit the top and be do your part to, ta- to take your that, that group of people to the top. Because there's every single one of these people that are in Allen Park, that are, that play for the team, that coach the team. That, you know, the, the the dude slinging the Gatorade bottles of water, right? Every one of them dream of a championship. Every one of them do. And when you're surrounded by people and, that are driving in a direction that can do that, and you love where you are and how much you make, all that kind of stuff, why would you throw it away? Why would you? And some people say, well, you ne- may never get a chance again. What if they go four wins next week? You see, it's a possibility. But that's how much he believes in it. And it's how much he's willing to bet. You see players all the time. I'm betting on myself. And Johnson's betting on himself. Um, you see a lot of people, you know, uh, that good uh, offensive coordinators and other parts of the teams that never go anywhere. That never, and, and and they do really well. They make it to the playoffs. They, they they win Super Bowls and they don't leave the team. They stay part of that team as long as they can until it, until it kind of breaks up and then they, okay, we reform somewhere else or move on to do our thing somewhere else or coaching trees are and all that kind of thing. I'm... I'm really, really happy, and, 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 and I was confident, and I told you the one way that he didn't stay was if he got that that massive offer that was not refusable. And by not going at all, he said, that's how much I want to stay. I don't want to be tempted. That's
1: And he also, in that process, told Houston in Indianapolis, who had also interviewed him and were looking for second interviews, I'm not coming there either. And so that that sort of makes it where it it wasn't just... That he didn't want Carolina specifically. He doesn't want anywhere else but Detroit, and I think that speaks again to what you just talked about—the level of comfort that he has in the role that he's in, the trust and respect that he has for the players around him. Who, by the way, just about every single one of them will be back next year. That's that uh, that group. That's a level of continuity that you don't get a lot in the NFL, uh, especially for a team. That is positioned the way the lions are to make a pretty quick rise up the charts and that's uh look they they, do they have needs on offense yeah a couple they do they they certainly do but his unit is tight man they're they're good they're close they get along well they're they're well conceived give brad holmes some credit there and ray Agnew some credit there for finding guys who fit with what Ben Johnson wants, with the vision that he and Dan Campbell and Jared Goff all created together. I think Goff deserves some credit for his input on the offense. Uh, and Ben Johnson told us this at the Combine last year when he did a little huddle with the, the Detroit reporters off to the side. He's like, look, Jared Goff, I will make Jared Goff be the best Jared Goff he can be, but he needs, to, he needs to tell me how he can do that and how I can help him do that. Yeah. And they I think they did a fantastic job of doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so his, his trust in, in Goff is that's that's special. And you don't get that. Like Jared Goff was was well on his way to journeyman status, even yeah. through the very early part of this season. Yeah. And it clicked for him. And now they know they've got a damn good thing going. And that's, I disagree. Though. We're all going to benefit from that. And it is so nice,
0: man. Early this season, the results weren't there. But the the points were their number one scoring point you know offense for four through four games right it wasn't Jared Goff that there was were. not one of the games and, and and that's something people kind of sh- shrug off and and you know we'll have plenty of time to talk about quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff but you brought up a great yeah. point Brad Holmes you know Ben Johnson staying is a testament also to Brad Holmes not and an McDC right uh, well we'll talk about him about him in a second but um yeah we will <laughs> Brad Holmes as a GM. Ben chose Brad Holmes rather than any other GM that's out there, and there's something to be said about that, right? Again, team top to bottom, that offensive unit—they are truly brothers on the, on that field. They they love each it's, other.
1: It's Just, it's a re- like I, I've been around a lot of teams, the camaraderie and the trust and the the genuine love that they have for one another. That's not everywhere, man. It really isn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, 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 is it's, it's a special deal. And they talked about it after the last game and you've heard it a lot more, but again, I've been telling you guys, they truly, when there's, when they say, you know, family on three, they truly believe that this is the family. This is like the German Salva family. It's the, the family is, you know, the friends of the family you choose. That's who these people are. And Holmes has put together a very special group, and, and, and Ben knows it. Ben knows that Holmes will put the right people in the right places to get this team to win. He knows Dan Campbell. Think about being Dan Campbell on, and we'll talk about him on the Manning cast. We can just slide that into that topic into here if we want. You're Dan Campbell on the Manning cast. You probably know. Either he knows or he has a meeting with Ben the next morning. I'm going to say he had a meeting the next morning because he was very subdued on the Manning Cast. You know what I he mean? He was. I
1: watched it. Um I don't normally watch the Manning cast. So I just not not what I do. Mm-hmm. Um but I did watch that. And in part because I thought Deion Sanders was spectacular. I I cannot get enough Deion Sanders. Um uh, <laughs> I don't always like him and I certainly don't always agree with him, but the guy is a that guy has the gravitas and the media savvy. Uh, And I loved that. I loved him as a player. Loved him at Florida State. Was was uh, he was he was in college right as I got into college, and uh, that was when he was finishing up. And my God, like he he was he was prime man. And I've I've always loved and respected that. And and I thought he was great. And then you get Dan, and you expect Dan to be Dan, you know, turned on, MCDC, and he was he was a little subdued um, relative to what. You normally know, get from that and i thought okay it's late it's you know he, he's at home uh, there, there's been a lot going on with with his life he's got you know what's going on with ben johnson what's going on with my team you know i'm he's i'm starting sick. to finally watch college football
0: he's starting to see a little he's he there, a little a lot sick on. right he seemed like he had a little the sniffles are a little cold going too but uh
1: yeah well that happens when you're outside in green bay kicking their ass and you know you Start to get the the red nose and the red cheeks and the red eyes. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say, shoot, talk amongst yourselves.
0: Talk amongst yourselves. All right, so I'll I'll, I'll go. To, I will go to Campbell. Right, the, working together with with Campbell is one of the things that Ben absolutely loves, and that kind of partnership when he takes Campbell's role right he's only his first year as an offensive coordinator and we know uh was well, it was Tomlin did that did the one year in jump right but i you know these are two And by the way
1: wasn't a very good defensive coordinator either <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um and these are two different personalities tomlin and 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 ben johnson right and i'm not saying that there's yeah. uh there's you know it's it's a personality type thing but it's just it's first year and i think he knows it and i think everybody knows it and i think he's really really happy i wouldn't be surprised and i'm not calling this shot right because i said it could be next year but i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if he hangs around for two more years i, I really wouldn't and that,
1: that's and that's what nick sirianni did sirianni waited until the right situation for him where he realized that. So um, I I saw a stat that the average first time head coach lasts 2.4 seasons. That's not a lot of time. Now you're going to get paid five to $15 million to not coach that team for a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's pretty nice. But that's humiliating, man, because then you're then you're, you know, you're in the likes of Steve Spagnuolo and Hugh Jackson and guys like that who are like, Oh my God! No, keep him the hell away from my team. Think I was awful as your head coach. Um, Nathaniel Hack is going through that right now. He's interviewing for the New York Jets offensive coordinator job. He's a fantastic offensive coordinator. Jets people are like, hell no, stay away. This guy's awful. Look what he did in Denver. Like that—that that would be Ben Johnson's potential fate. And I think Ben Johnson is very is smart enough and savvy enough to know that. The thing that I remember that I was going to talk about—remember. When they were hiring the offensive coordinator a year ago, and you and I both had a very good idea that it was going to be Ben Johnson very early on. And I think uh, and, and that was not just us, by the way, that was a lot of the Detroit media. We all kind of had a pretty good concept that they was were not month looking at time. the Joe
0: Brady's of the world. I was ahead of time on that by a
1: month. You were ahead of time, <laughs> but but that was, that was one. More people were on that one, mm-hmm. um, including myself. I'll mm-hmm. give myself a little credit on that. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the the fan reaction was like, why the bleep are we hiring this guy? What's he ever done? He was our tight ends coach. Hawkinson sucks, man. He can't catch. He can't block. What the bleep has this guy done for that? And I think that that vision the Dan and Brad and and I'll give Chris Spielman credit, I'll give Ray Agnew, I'll give John oh, Dorsey some man. credit, I'll give Sheila some credit here. They all tuned that out. And they're like, we believe this is our guy. And they sucked to their guns and they made it happen. And now look where we are. Uh, so I, I think that the entire organization is run in a healthy manner like that. Yep. And that makes me very happy.
0: Yes, yes. Um Loretto, thank you for the super chat, my man. I thought Deuce Staley would have interviewed. Um, Jeff and I differed on that a little that, bit. Yeah. We and we talked yeah, about Yeah, And bit, you were right thing.
1: on that. And <laughs> and so um we talked a little bit about it the other day. And I had a conversation with somebody Sunday afternoon, and they're like, "You're going to need to back off that." So I am backing off that. I, I guess I'm wrong on that. I, I it sure felt like everything I've seen is that they're trying to get him a position, like like he's being groomed for it. And I won't say for whatever reason, because the reasons that were given to me do make sense now that I step back and look at it from it through a little bit of a different prism. But yeah, it's. It's just not happening for him, and uh, you know. So one of the things that came out, the Senior Bowl announced their coaching staffs today, and I know Deuce was under consideration to be one of the head coaches down there, and he is not.
0: And I, I wonder. Think fact I, that I, I think the I think that Jim
1: Nagy had.
0: I think the fact that he did yeah, it last year is the biggest knock. Yeah, doing it certainly
1: again. and. and 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 uh, we'll we'll actually ask Jim Nagy about that because uh, we we will interview Jim Nagy when we're down there, the, the head of the Senior Bowl. Any Lions fan, Detroit or not Detroit, he's a Grayling native, um, not exactly anywhere near Detroit, but it is in Michigan. <laughs> a former NFL <laughs> scout, and we'll, we'll ask him about that because uh, Deuce Deuce's star is not ascending or brightening the way I expected it to be, and uh, that that's that's very curious to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like right now where it's at he, he's not getting calls man uh and he might not even get calls to be an offensive coordinator and that's it's weird to me but i get it um uh, but yeah it's it ain't happening for deuce
0: it's and i don't want to say as as far as talents right but the intensity he has can be off-putting for some people i mean you could say that about mcdc too right because his intensity right. is, is off the charts um so we'll we'll see i mean i think i think deuce deuce has a happy future with detroit i love him in detroit what he does yes he does he is absolutely the perfect person in the role he's in he is absolutely the
1: organization fantastic loves him they love him
0: yeah absolutely and they should because he's 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 great at what he's doing i'm not saying he wouldn't be a great head coach right but but right now we've got one and we've got a great deuce staley doing great things for for this team so i'm happy to keep him as for him if his if if his goal is to move on he may shut it down too i mean there's the one that's the one thing nobody's talking about deuce may have said no i'm here i'm here another year because look at how long campbell was the assistant coach under uh sean payton right five years coach yeah
1: uh yeah, yeah, five seasons.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and it took it takes time, right, to learn and to be and to be as successful as MCDC has been out of the gate with the roster that he was handed year one, right? After the the Quinn and Patricia years. He's really, really been able to take i mean i don't know of another i mean how many other coaches have stepped into that kind of a situation and been able to turn it around like that and then and step around i know by the way matthew stafford's leaving and matthew stafford's leaving by the way right day one i mean he's he's looking really really, really good two of the guys that started for
1: dan campbell in week one of his first year just signed futures contracts elsewhere like that's how then like that, those are guys who ended the season on the practice squad of a team um and AJ Parker being one of them he signed a futures future reserve contract with the San Francisco 49ers they're still playing they didn't want to put him on their practice squad this year that and this guy started and by the way was like okay like this is this is the best slot corner we've had in a couple of years and and turned out to be pretty quickly that he just wasn't good that's the 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 way this team has ascended, the way they have with the young talent, and unproven talent going into Detroit in so many positions, uh, that speaks very highly of the coaching staff. That First off, for Dan. Secondly, for Dan's assistants, the guys like Deuce and like Antoine Randall, Hank Fraley, Kelvin Shepard, um, Brian Duker coming in, uh, all those guys – you know, they have, they understand how to develop talent. And that's a mantra. And it's weird because it's the opposite of what the Rams did. The Rams would go all in, like they traded to get Matthew Stafford. They traded to get Andrew Whitworth. They traded to get um, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't believe in that development. They wanted those guys coming in the way they were to, and, and again, Jared Goff was the last first round pick of the Los Angeles Rams. That's crazy, and they don't have one years. this year either. Yeah. <laughs> like, like my God, uh, it's, it's a very different philosophy. And the fact that Brad came out of that, going the complete opposite direction, like that—that's—that speaks to a that he's his own man, and b that he's very comfortable doing what he's doing, and and loves the player development aspect of things. And that, uh, let me tell you. Uh, That is the number one way to keep your costs down when you can draft fourth and fifth round guys, sixth round guys who can lead the league in rookie sacks for a time before the first rounder that you had took over for it. That is where you do not have to pay. Like instead of paying Romeo Okwara eight and a half million, you can pay James Houston nine hundred and sixty thousand next year. Yeah. that's how you build a team and that's where they can go and say okay you know what jamal you i think jamal made 2.2 this year you know what you want to come back here's two, here's here's 3 we're going to we're going to overpay you a little bit because we don't have to overpay these other spots on our roster because we have the depth we need Let's say Derek Barnes is your number four linebacker next year, and I think that's probably a fairly safe assessment because they are going to bring somebody in, even if even if Anseline comes back. And I think that I think the guy that gets pushed down is Barnes. There, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> but Derek Barnes is then costing you about one million dollars for a number four linebacker spot. There are teams. <clears throat> I'll leave that there. That are paying ten times that. For linebackers that are in the same role, yeah. and they might not even be as good as him, that's where this team is so set up well, and I love that. Uh, that, that gives them flexibility, like if they want to bring DJ Shark back, if they want to bring um, – uh, I I, th- I think Evan Brown is probably gone, but if they want to bring An- Anzalone back and it gets into a bidding war, they have a little bit more flexibility than they used to. I don't know if he's coming back or not, but you know they Did certainly take- like him.
0: He wants to come back. He said he wanted to come back. He, and he does. Did. So, and and he, he said to come back for less. I, I I I I don't know if I believe
1: him. Like I want to believe him. <laughs> I don't know if I believe him. This this is his last shot at a big deal. Coming off the the way that he finished the season, where he was legitimately one of the NFC's best linebackers over the last eight to ten weeks of the season. I don't think he's not going to want to cash in on that. But I don't I don't know him well. Uh if if he wants to do that, please come back. Like if we get the Alex Anzalone that finished the year, if he comes back, hell yeah, man. Give me that guy. There's, Give me more than him, but that guy can work.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's people that talk about wanting to be where winners are. And you got a guy in Anzalone, wasn't he on the Super Bowl team with the Saints? I can't remember if he was or not. Um
1: He um when did they win? Did they win in 17?
0: or 16 one of the two and I, I i can't i gotta I go back to look to up. yeah
1: he was a rookie when jared davis was they they were they were, they were teammates at florida that was 16. Yep. no that was seven that was 17. 17. He, that was a 17 draft. 16 draft was taylor decker yeah 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 so so back when I mean, we kept drafting bad positions
0: <laughs> you have a guy that knows what winning feel, feels anymore. like and, and wants it and believes he can be part of that right um tom brady for a long time instead of chasing the bag um took took less money to do because he wanted to win because he was competitive mm-hmm. i think you're finding look tom Brady's actually a, a pretty good example other than the the supermodel wife that's making all the money but hey that's gone now um but you have guys that are com- <laughs> hyper competitive in which winning means as much or more than the bag they take home and they recognize i'm making plenty of money i'm not wasted it on silly things, right? I'm, i I've got a financial. Is there that big of a difference of
1: between making $5 million or $8 million?
0: Yeah, there is, but for some <laughs> people it is for a lot of people, it's not to, for, to hold the, the Lombardi trophy in in your hands have it in your your at your living room to be at the penultimate price place in your career the the, that you from from what the think about what you do and and how much do you love what you do i don't know you know everybody's different on how much they love their job but if you if you aimed for a job and spent your whole life seven days a week thinking about that for 25 years 30 years for some guys right and you get a chance to reach the peak of what you've spent your, the entirety of your life working on, a lot of people will take that. And, I, and I'm not, and I, you know, I, I might make that choice, especially if I knew financially that, like you said, a couple million dollars wasn't going to make an, a, a big difference. So we've seen, uh, what did Randy Moss take to go back to New England, right? And Randy Moss is... is a
1: league minimum deal with incentives.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and um, a lot of people... You know, will we'll, we'll go to Tampa. Yeah. A, yeah, a lot of people will do that. And a lot of, you know, depending on where you're at, what you see, this is people and, and, and the type of people that kind of piece they talk about with grit and what makes up the character of the people that build the team. Those are the kind of people that are going to lean that direction. If they truly are those grit players, if they are the team players, if they are that kind of person. They're more likely to be, I'm here to push this over the top. I'm here because, and again, to be the guy that does it in Detroit, to be one of the players that does it in Detroit, it's more than priceless. You know what I mean? That's one of those things where you know, You've made an impact on the world while achieving your your ultimate dream, bro. This is I, there's a lot to be said for the culture and how it supports exactly what we're seeing from some of these players, man.
1: And I, w- I will tell you the the picture that's over my shoulder over there is the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers, which uh, ended my personal drought title. And the fact that well, first off, the LeBron being from the Northeast Ohio area made that super special. But those guys, they all bought in. Like, it's never been done here. Like, I'm 50 years old. That's the first title in my life that my hometown has ever won in anything other than an indoor soccer league, which, by the way, we <laughs> blew several times too so back with the force back in the day. You did, so what, you did what, to It's more and Drago. I hate that guy.
0: <laughs> you did what, Tom? Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Cleveland Crunch, thank you, Hector Marinero. Uh, but, uh, you know, that team is still special that's why it, that picture's up there like it's special to me and i can't imagine what, like i went to the victory parade in cleveland and there was like 1.8 million of us and it's weird because like the, the, the pictures from that get bastardized donald trump used to steal them to show like this is how many people are at my rally like no dude that's cleveland at the at the Cavs party it's going to be at least that in detroit if not more because i think the Detroit Metro area is is quite a bit bigger than Cleveland, and you know the Lions fans. You know, I look. I know. I know Detroit has had the Red Wings, and have, they've had a lot of success. Not so much lately, but the the the, the it's it's been so freaking long yep. since the Lions won, and the fact that they've been so consistently bad for most of that period. Like I know they had the hiccup under Wayne. And they had a, a little bit of a, a success under, under Schwartz leading into Caldwell, but like nothing like this ever. That is going to be so special. And that is an attraction yeah. for players. Be like, I want to be the guy that's helped part of that. And that's, that's one of the things that Dan Campbell sold himself on to Sheila when he got hired was, I played here. I know what it means to these people. I will find like-minded people. People have cut from my cloth, to use the phrase that will buy into that, and that's what we're going to do here. And it's not going to be for everybody. There are going to be people that are like, I ain't going to there. <laughs> like, Come on, they ain't won yet. Nah, I'm ring-whoring elsewhere. We don't want those guys. We want the guys who want to be the people that are special enough to make Detroit be the winner. And I think Dan Campbell has sold that very well. I think if you watch Jamal Williams at all and any interaction with public He's all about that. Yep. I think you're seeing that Jared Goff has learned what that is and learned to be that guy. Like, yeah, right. I get this. Yep. Like, I don't think he got it at first. I think he gets it now. Yeah, and I think you've seen the corresponding rise in his play with that. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Great example of that. That's a guy. He know he loves the underdog mindset. He, he can rattle off the 16 receivers drafted in front of him. That's the kind of guy that wins in Detroit. And will help in Detroit win more than we have in football in any of our lifetime. I, I'm lumping everybody here because I don't think the people that were cognizant in 1957 are watching a lot of YouTube these days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Brett, they've never won a bowl, any I means Super Bowl. What's the furthest lines have been in the last 30 years? NFC Championship game in '91 with, um, and they got dismissed. <laughs> By the Washington Redskins, who went on to win, to win oh, the God, Super Bowl the game that year. It was awful. Yeah, it was it was it was horrifying. It was it was it was tough.
1: Um, only, but, I remember back then. The only solace I took was that they dismantled the Bills the next week too. <laughs> Washington did. They destroyed them. It yep. was a good team.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. Let's see. Uh, we've got all that. Uh, there's another point we need to make about Ben Johnson staying. And it is that this puts the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. The North runs through Detroit. It's absolutely the case now. And I think somebody wrote something about that. Do you know who that might be?
1: Uh, might have been me last night, bleary-eyed after my son <laughs> played a crap basketball game. <laughs> His worst oh. game of the year. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was my catharsis. Um, but yeah, it, the the thought that and this keeps it's keeping the band together, yep. and keeping them together for another season, and building on the cohesion that they've got, and the special relationships that they've got, and the and the the interpersonal dynamics. Like it's all there. And you look at Green Bay, and I, I listened to a little bit to the Sirius XM NFL Radio show today. Um, our friend Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller, and they talked about. Like hey, they, they took. Oh, I, I take it back. It was the show that was before them, and I don't remember who the hosts were. I think it was Brad Hopkins. And they had Packers fans calling in and like, I'm so sick and tired of Aaron Rodgers and his BS. I'm done. I'm ready to move on. Get that clown out of here. Let's see what we've got in Jordan Love. I'm sick of it. And like, they got multiple callers that were in that vein. I'm like, okay. They're not going anywhere. Minnesota. I <laughs> think we saw them exposed for what they were. By the way, congratulations to the Giants. That was nice. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I As you know, Chris, I do a lot of work with the Giants uh, yep. in-house media team in the offseason. They're very good people, and I'm very happy for them they have achieved what they have and by the way they got a shot this weekend too yeah. do not write them off they can beat philly they can oh, yeah. i don't think they will but they can
0: yeah. well there's a, there's a lot in and, there uh, there's a lot in there let me really quick yeah. hit brandon i don't want to I, I don't want to interrupt you but let me just uh, brandon christian Jefferson yeah. two years times Holmes brought in on this team in the spring 43 players 24 of them have been contributors in today's roster that's a pretty pretty freaking awesome hit rate I mean, it is,
1: and, and again that that means you're not overspending to patch holes. The way um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the Cleveland Browns for a second, they bring in their uh, like a linebacker. They brought in Anthony Walker from the Colts, good linebacker, would have been a very good fit for them. He unfortunately got hurt. They overpaid to get him, and then they didn't get crap out of him. And they wound up having to, to sign Reggie Ragland off the scrap heap. Well, oh my gosh, yeah. I the the Lions aren't doing that kind of stuff. I know, right?
0: Remember, we were signing all the Jaguars castaways? Nowadays, it wouldn't I be just as bad. remember, Oof.
1: I remember social media and comment sections where every player that got cut from every team, we got to go get the guy. He's oh. better than what we've got.
0: I hated that. Yeah, but and they weren't wrong. I'm so a glad those days are behind us.
1: <laughs> we don't need Jonathan Hankins again. Although although Jonathan Hankins with the current team is yeah. not a bad idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man. Jamie Johnson this offseason's been the most important oh, for our team I've ever felt excitement to the side Super Bowl champs in the next three years. The windows open. The window's open next year. And that that I, I, is
1: exactly I, what I wrote, was that the window is open and it's wide open. Thank yeah. you for segwaying to that, Chris, because I had forgotten my initial point. I sp- <laughs> Something in my
0: water. Jamie, Jamie brought <laughs> it back for us. <laughs> Thanks, Thank nice you, for Jamie. Chat, Jamie. I appreciate that. He, he paid to get us back on track. I appreciate that, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I but need yeah. that sometimes. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> that is exactly it. Um, the window is open. Is it next year? I always go to the 9 and 7 Giants, speaking of the Giants, and say once you're in the game, once you're in the dance, it's game on and you anything can happen. Next year, I have every belief that this team will make it to the dance, will be in the playoffs. The North runs through Detroit. Remember that. That you want to get a Lions tattoo, the North runs through Detroit. That's going to be good for at least 5 years and if we if these guys are building this, like a dynasty is built. This isn't built for just a splash and, 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 and a quick shot, like, kind of like the Rams, quick shot and out. We'll see what they do, you know, uh, but this is the kind of team that really is built for the long haul and in the in the kind of idea that this is going to happen multiple times over a couple of years. How long can they keep the band together? How long can they keep this thing running? I don't know, but the window opens and I think they're going to have chances for the next three to five years and it could be longer. It could be longer. How
1: long? And I think we've seen from the way the organization organization is run with Brad and Dan and Ben and and various other people that are in the organization. I think we have a pretty good idea that they understand what works with them and what won't work with them. They're going to they're gonna get better at that. I think they're gonna get even better at the draft this year than they were last year. And last year's draft was pretty damn good. Yeah, First yeah. draft was was pretty solid. I think we're all fairly pleased with what we've gotten out of that. In the decisions that they made there's a couple of exceptions but okay you know that's going to happen you're not going to bat them. but if you're batting 750 in every draft that's that's special man that's basically where they're at right now uh, i mean you can nitpick and i do nitpick that's what i do mm-hmm. but uh, i'm very I, I wrote the thing today espn and uh sports information's sports info services and football outsiders graded this lion's rookie class as the number seven contribution and a lot of people were like, "How come we're not higher than that?" Okay, well, just step back for a second. You're, you had three guys coming off of major off-season surgery who did not get to participate in the off-season at all. One of them was your second pick. One of them was your third pick. Yeah. Both those guys wound up getting back on the field at the end of the year. Your sixth round linebacker was probably the second best rookie linebacker in the league. Your third round safety other than Kyle Hamilton was the best rookie safety in the league. And Kyle Hamilton wasn't there early either. Uh, by the way, those of you dogging him, y'all really got to watch the Ravens late in the season because he balled out. <laughs> I'll leave that there. But you're, you're getting major contributions from you know, James Houston. Uh, like, that's fantastic. Um, and, and just to, to, to say who's at the top, the Seattle Seahawks got two starting tackles who are both pretty damn good. They got Kenneth Walker, the NFL's leading rusher, Amongst rookies, they got the leading interceptor in the league in Tariq Woolen in what the fourth round, a guy that we yeah. liked on in Mobile last oh year. Oh God, he was uh, and they, he was
0: they, fast. He like he was like the second fastest or the fastest guy in the field. He was like twenty two something miles an hour. I mean, Tariq Woolen yeah. was, and I, and I only make a, 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 a interrupt you there just because someone had mentioned it that's no one had recognized him. We he was the guy we wanted last year. It just it didn't. Yeah, fall into he
1: he he was he needed some technical assistance. And uh, again, Pete Carroll at as hard as a secondary coach, and I think you saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had a phenomenal rookie class. If you like Panay Sewell, watch watch Abe Lucas at the right tackle out in Seattle. He's he's not as good as Panay, but he's got that same mindset and same sort of like, I'm going to freaking bury the dude across from me. I don't care if it matters to the player or not. I'm just going to beat his ass. And, uh, and I, I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so you're not going to be number one in that. But the fact that you got the contributions you did when you and, and by the way, your seventh round pick is a 26 year old special teams only slot corner who never played. Um, that's basically setting a pick on fire. OK, you know, they, they tried. They failed on that one. OK, it's all right. Like the, the fact that they got what they did. That's incredible to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased as punch with that.
0: Please as punch. <laughs> All right, uh, a lot of good stuff going on in the chat. Um, the five-year tattoo buddy. Um, <laughs> a lot of people got lions tattoos. The, the, you get one now that says the the North runs through Detroit. That's one you can have and you can remember, and it. it marks a, a wonderful time in uh, in your life that's not been a part of anything. Okay, so, so, so here's where the here's where the bet hedger
1: and me is. I wouldn't get like a lion's logo on that. I just get like the old English D yeah. that way it can apply to any sport.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess, no, the North isn't, uh, they don't do the North in baseball. No. Uh, or basketball or hockey, do they? No. My thoughts.
0: The North runs through Detroit. That's it. <laughs> yeah. it, all it only doesn't football Detroit. right now. Cause the, the Pistons it sure ain't running for the Pistons. Ooh. Yep. Yep. um, so, so just really quickly, um one of the things uh, there's a lot of draft talk going on, and we'll we'll touch on maybe a little bit of it in this we're gonna, show.
1: We're gonna hit the draft later. like this is this is Ben Johnson. this is this is culture time, baby.
0: and I want to talk about a little bit because we just as we go forward, Riz is gonna have mailbag, which will likely start some some serious draft talk uh, early next week. um I have I have some travel I have to do. We're gonna do a show on the twenty seventh on Friday night. Uh, So join us Friday night, get some drinks on, have a good time. And then it's off to Mobile the entire next week, the week of January 29th. All week, we will be in Mobile and there'll be, like I said, tons and tons and tons of shows. I will be there from Sunday through Friday. Yep, same. Subscribe, hit the bell, get to know when we're going on because there's very, very, um, there's often no warning. We're going to when we're going to come on and pop in with our interviews. And yeah. like last year so, we had a so, three or four yeah. different lions coaches, position coaches. We're going to have a lot of, we had Dan Bellinger on, who the, the was just mentioned in the chat. He's a great, great dude. Loved Giant him. tight end. Yeah. Really yeah. good
1: player. We liked him a lot. Wanted we did.
0: Him. Wanted him. Uh, yeah. We had
1: Dave Pitt, Phipp come over and take over the, the sound effect machine. That was, <laughs> that was awesome.
0: So yeah, so
1: that, that was funny because he was supposed to give us like, like five to 10 minutes. And uh the the Lions person who was responsible for shuttling him away, his signal was like He's you spend your half an hour guys it's time for him to go <laughs> like he would have stayed all day if we would have let him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. He was fantastic. Fip is is, is, is great. Yeah, but and we will have so, um, a, so much coverage. So make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so that it heads your way. We ask once a show. We're going to do that now. Hit the like button while you're in here. It's free. Do that. But we've got all that content. And then like we said, we've got the uh, three hits a week from Scott. There'll be a couple that follow up from Riz as well. Shorts are going to go off the hook here pretty quick. We have all kinds of live coverage. Coverage from Senior Bowl, um, at the Senior Bowl itself, the all the practices, and 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 also through the you know through the uh, radio row where we'll be at, um, and then you know another added weekly show to our, our rotation every week of content for draft, free agency, and everything else. So just give us give us this week to kind of wash and be a wash in the the Ben Johnson news, the culture news, and it's, it's very happy time where we are as a football team, just take stock after the season and think about how far we've come in two years since we heard, oh, we got Brad Holmes. Oh, we got MCDC. Matthew Stafford's gone. That's where we were. Two years ago, Monday <laughs> was when we
1: hired Brad Holmes. Yep. Think about that. Um, the Dan Campbell press conference, I think the anniversary is actually tomorrow, um, through tomorrow or Friday. But uh, I will have some on the lines for it. Because I, I'll, I'll just reminisce about this and I'll, I'll say it here. I was watching it um, in a different portion of my house than where I'm at now, which was much closer to where my wife's home office is. And she was on a business call, a, very, a, a fairly serious business call. And I am hooting and hollering and just like, what the hell's going on here? Like I was in shock and awe. And she comes in and it's like, what are you doing? What are you making? I'm like, because I am so fired up about our new coach. He's amazing. And uh, n- n- now she gets it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's, like we've come, let's see how far we've come, man. Start singing the, is that Matchbox 20? Let's see how far we've come. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick diversion. Just, I, got, I got to get this off for my music people. It's been very fashionable nickel Long, i'm sensing the tide is turning and their latest album like look i'm one of those people that has made fun of them a lot their new album is legitimately pretty solid and i'm starting to suspect like okay, okay you know what they
0: might not be all that
1: bad after all <laughs> that's my musical musical minute with
0: riz there music with riz all right so um Let's talk about culture and continuity. Yeah, I think we we've we've hit, we've hit on that a little bit, but I mean this is really what what you have with with Ben staying with the 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 front office that you have. And and let's also not discount the fact that this is the first year that uh Brad Holmes system IT system and it is is all and his draft system and and, and rating and all that is finally fully in place. This is the first year that Brad is going to get everything as he wants it for the draft. And it's so exciting to think about that. By the the way, the scouting
1: staff, scouting staff, both pro and college is almost completely intact from last year. I think there's one change. Yep. So they know the system. Well, they know what this team wants and looks
0: for. Yeah. That's important too. And they've done great work right as such yes, they they should, they should still be there so we're seeing all these things come together with the team that we've had the, the 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 quality drafts that we've had so far and already and you know i've heard things um about some of the players that have been drafted like uh penesul one of the best people that they've ever coached, right? I mean, just top-notch character. And it goes, you know, we talked about the grit, the guys that want to come back, the family, the the culture of what has been built here. And you bring a guy like Ben back, you got a guy like Deuce, and I'm I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna put it out there. It could be, you know, people are short and deuce, like, oh, he's not getting interviews. You just might not want them. Don't put that aside. Because you yeah, know, you can make up all kinds of reasons why, like, I see Deuce and I think he's not gonna be whatever. He could just not want him. He could just as much want to be here and spend a couple of years under Dan Campbell and get as much and soak as much as he as as he can, because look, what kind of coaching experience did he have prior to Detroit Riz? I mean, uh, what kind of, what's his, his length of pedigree? He was, a,
1: he was a running backs coach and an offensive quality control coach. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, we got a couple of those that are.
0: <laughs> upwardly mobile. Yeah. Yep. I think that um, I think that's it's it's one of those things. So I would not put that on uh, his ability or the NFL not liking him or anything else. I, I would actually lean more towards maybe Deuce doesn't want to go anywhere because he wants to. He's doing his time and he's look, he knows he's if anybody will preach grit and, and spending your time and getting better and work. It's Deuce. He he very well. Could be owning this and saying that's what i got to do and that's what i'm going to do i'm going to preach it i'm going to live it i'm going to be it i'm going to model it and that's what we do here that's that and that's part of that you know that is
1: that is deuce man that's him
0: yeah so i mean you think the culture the continuity Top to bottom, we're in we're in really really good shape. Let's talk about a couple other people first. Before I get into Lions coaches, I want to lean and give a big congratulations to our man Jim Schwartz. You called it last week, Jim Schwartz of Cleveland, and I I I, I love that guy. I still him. do, yeah. And and he's going to do a great job there. He's going to do whether it's the wide nine or not, I don't know, but he will do a great job in Cleveland. <laughs>
1: I will just say this, Miles Garrett in the wide nine with the man corners that they've got, and they've got three of them that are damn good. Uh, Martin Emerson, by the way, is a rookie, was phenomenal. Uh, and His old teammate at Mississippi State, Emmanuel Forbes, is a guy that I really like for the Lions in the second round this year. I think they can get him in the second round with that Minnesota pick. That would be optimal for me, because that guy can start right away. Uh, But I digress. There's your draft second um uh, Jim Schwartz is exactly what Cleveland needs. Now, they, they've got to help him out. And I wrote a massive thing at Brownswire yesterday. I did a, a spot on Cleveland TV last night. If you really care about that and, and Jim Schwartz and my thoughts on it, please check it out at Browns. It's, it's Jim Schwartz, what the Browns are getting, their new defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think that there's anybody in Cleveland that's better qualified to write that than me. So I wrote it. And uh, one of the things that I liked about it, is that their head coach was somebody who was seen as the Dan Campbell of his time. He was the, coach, the NFL coach of the year as a rookie in 2020. Yeah, he led yeah. that team to a playoff win when he was sequestered in his own basement because he had COVID. His star, Kevin Stefanski, has fallen very rapidly in part because he I, – and and i got to be careful on how I say this – he did not surround himself with yes-men but he didn't surround himself with people who would push him or push back against him. Jim Schwartz, if we know anything about Jim Schwartz, he's going to tell you when he doesn't agree with you. If he doesn't like what you're doing, you're going to know. And I think that's a healthy thing that Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski specifically need, aside from the fact that if they get two defensive and they need two defensive tackles, and you better believe that they're going to outbid the Lions for De'Ron Payne, or Javon Hargrave. So just put those like, put those out of, like, they're not coming to Detroit. They are going to get more money, and I will tell you, um, I, I don't know De'Ron Payne, but I know people who know him. He's taken every last cent he can get. So, uh, look, would he be great in Detroit? Yeah. Is he coming to Detroit? I, I would really, really doubt that their lives better. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's perfect for Cleveland and Jim Schwartz specifically, but my God, um, he's a great fit for what they want to do, and uh, I, I'm rooting for him. I hope it works. Um, he started his coaching career as a pro scouting assistant under Bill Belichick in Cleveland. That whole regime like got blown up, and, and by the way, people in Cleveland hated them at the time, uh, and they still talk about that. Like the ninety four, the ninety four Browns, like they had a coaching staff that had all kinds of ridiculous coaching talent and scouting talent on it. And they were bad.
0: Like man,
1: man. it's crazy to me that that happened. But yeah, so I'm very happy for Jim Schwartz. I did call it. I did recommend it. Uh, and I am enjoying the fact that he's there. And I hope it works out for him. Um, I am not a Browns fan, but I am a Northeast Ohio native, and I do want. And I a lot of people that I love and care about are very big Browns fans, and I want to see it happen for them uh, because this year was really real.
0: just like the excruciatingly Owens. bad. Just like the 0 and sixteen, it can happen for them after it happens for us.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly good with that. If it's a decade apart, that's even better because then Detroit's had its run where they're in the NFC Championship game at least three out of four. I'll take that. Give me yeah, that,
0: Chris. Yeah, that. That All right, I want to talk about somebody else who's in the who's more local to the Lions as far as coaching staff, and I look in the direction in the general direction of Aaron Glenn, and we're I feel like. People are in that refractory period after hearing about Ben Johnson, which you've been hearing about for a month. I don't know why I was surprised, but um, they, they they've kind of forgotten about Aaron Glenn and the rest of the coaching staff in the, in the swing of things here. And um, there's a lot to talk about because Aaron Glenn is still in the running. He's
1: I mean- getting interviews. Um, so I, I will do a quick plug here. I did the Locked On Colts podcast with uh, my friends, Jake and Zach, uh, that what was that Monday night to Monday. After, I, I don't remember. One. It's not important. But they were asking about at that time Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn, and they were both. Indi- they both indicated both on and off air that that team is probably more interested in Aaron Glenn because of their owner's proclivity for liking former players, former NFL players, and right. former NFL players with some swagger and attitude. Mm-hmm. Hello, Aaron Glenn. <laughs>
0: Like, right, no, they're they, they both... coming off of one of the, the the storied franchises' coaching staffs this year. Right now, the story really yeah. hasn't been written. I mean, there's not like Mc—I mean, McVeigh's there, but nobody's really hot on hiring McVeigh's made right now like they used to be, right? I mean, they're just like, okay, no. no. Right now, yeah. the Lions are kind of the superstar coaching staff, the group that has made a turnaround. And that's why I, I still think that Dan has a shot at coach of the year. The, and for folks that are wondering about that, the votes were done before the first uh, playoff game. I mean, it was done after the season before.
1: Yeah, so, 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 so of there, are, there are two different, vo- bearing. I'll, I'll clarify this. There are two different votings. The NFL itself votes in the, the PFWA, of which I'm a member, and I voted, and I will make my ballot public. Uh, that will be on this week's 10 cents at RealGM, footballrealgm.com, where I cover the NFL and NFL draft. That's where you find my mock drafts. Mm-hmm. End of shameless plug. Um, I will publish my ballot, and I did not vote for Dan Campbell, Outch of the year, but uh, I strongly considered <laughs> it. And I, Sorry, i do not going to win.
0: Uh, no, I, I, I money on that, right? Riz, my my wallet should be at the preliminary point of your voting. Like oh my,
1: mm. I'm, I I I in, in all in all um full disclosure I voted for Doug Peterson because winning a division title in Jacksonville after what he had to clean up with Urban Meyer, Ooh, hell yeah man that's a fantastic job. I'm, I'm gonna give him credit for that. Got, but, got uh, I will make that ballot public, and you, you you will see a lot of Lions names, including a certain quarterback for the most, uh, not most improved back player of the year. Uh, I voted for Jared Goff.
0: Wow. wow! I, I, I wouldn't expect that from you, but that's good. All
1: right. We'll say, so yeah, yeah, injured like, guys come back no. guys that like bounce back from the mental and like the, the, the state that he was in and how he wasn't playing well. And they suddenly get it back. Like for me, it was either him or Gino and, uh, I like off better. So yeah. you got the book. So,
0: so I'm not running AG off, I'm not running Aaron Glenn, Glenn out of town, but let's just say he goes and starts coaching at Indianapolis. He's the head coach over there because yeah. look, that's a place that needs. And, a good and coach he,
1: he, he is a very, he is very much a viable candidate there. They have not made their decision yet. And their, their GM and their, um, not their GM and their owner. Don't necessarily agree on who the best candidate is, I'll, yeah. and I'll leave it. Go watch Locked On Colts from Tuesday or Monday. I don't remember. Everyone, look it up. It's the one I'm on. Watch it; it's good. It's uh, those bad. guys, by the way, do a great job.
0: Yeah, it's probably the best. The Lockdowns. It,
1: but, um, it's one of the best Locked Ons. It really is. Yeah. give yeah. me credit.
0: <laughs> so, Ag, let's just kind of put this pretend pin it up there and think that Ag is gone. He takes a he takes a coaching job and a promotion, and and, and there we go. It's like, wow, what do we do? Right. I'm, this is my ideal world, right? And and, and it's, 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 ah, God, I'd love it. I don't think, I'm pretty sure Wilkes is not the guy in Carolina, but God, he's a defensive I would agree with that. How wild would it be that not only did we keep Ben when everyone thought he was, most people thought he was going to Carolina and. We take. I mean, he from, was the
1: betting favorite. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
0: and we take Wilkes in as a as a DC. I would I would love. The, I, I no shade on AG, but I think Wilkes would be an absolute upgrade at that position.
1: I like Steve Wilkes a lot, and I think he proved a lot this year. Um, and and again, I covered him in Cleveland. He got a crap deal in Cleveland. His basic job after he got fired is one year with Arizona as their head coach go teach Freddie Kitchens how to be a head coach after you've done it for one year. And by the way, he didn't do very well at it. Yeah. Dude's gotten a rough, rough run of opportunities. Then he, then he got settled with Matt rule who was completely in over his head as a head coach. Yeah. I and think love
0: about what he, he, to see, think about the rehab of his, his career. Detroit. He could do under MCDC and with the staff, right? Because yep. they will, yep. he knows he has a position to come here, show his stuff, be part of a team and then go on with, with the, the shine of this coaching staff, and move on to to bigger and better things. If that's what his his goal is, right? I but he knows will be appreciate. Want to stay
1: history with Todd Wash too? Todd Wash, the defensive line coach, who isn't going anywhere. Uh, I, I I think they have some coaching history together too. So that, yep, yep. You know, the, give me yeah. If Ag walks, uh, I would love that. Um, I any other potential? There are candidates internal in the candidates? candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internal ones certainly. Um, Kelvin Shepard, Brian Duker, make a lot of sense. Uh, I but, just don't, I think uh, Kelvin's still young.
0: I think Kelvin's young to be DC myself. Yeah, I love what he does. has a lot of skill, but I just a little young still.
1: We had the conversation last year after we interviewed him. Right as he walked away, I'm like, that guy's going to run a college program. Like, I, and I think ultimately that probably winds up being his fate. Because that guy, if he walks into your room, your son is going with him to that school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> and, and uh, like, if that LSU job opens in three to five years, I pray to God they hire Kelvin Shepard for that, regardless of what happens with lines and how it would impact the team. He's perfect for that. So, you know, uh, maybe maybe being a defensive coordinator would be a step in that direction. I don't know. Um, Joe Woods, who just got fired by the Browns, no. Sorry, pass. Um, There are some other candidates out there that have some experience. I don't know. Steve Wilkes makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Vic Fangio is doing the rounds. Yep. Um, Dennis Allen, by the way, who has worked with with um, MCDC quite a bit, he would make an interesting candidate to run the defense here, and also like have some sway on Dan because I think he knows Dan very well, and I know they've coached together for a long time under Sean Payton. That would be an interesting name to look out for uh, because it doesn't sound like he's getting anywhere else. So yeah. yep. keep that in mind. If AG leaves, I don't really expect AG to leave. But um, if he does he's, more power to him, man, he's been him. so
0: under the radar. I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, no. and, and, but look, there's a real connection between him and, and MCDC. So um, by the same yes. time, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. So,
1: and, and yeah. so like I talked about with, with, with Jim Schwartz and Kevin Stefanski, like having a little bit of a reinforcement loop. AG is, man, AG is not afraid to say, what the bleep are you doing here Like and understands the AG is coming at him from I'm trying to get the team better I'm not attacking you I'm attacking your idea here and I know you well enough that you're going to understand that and that's a very valuable dynamic for for Detroit
0: yep all right let's talk about Aubrey Pleasant and his role that he had um he got to watch the Lions smack down the Packers in the last he game did. of the NFL season, he did. Uh, and I don't wish that on him because I, I really liked him. I like he's, he's a good, he's a good,
1: he's a good guy, and I think he is a good coach too. But he had a rough year, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He did. And, and look, I just anything I can do to 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 uh, double dip on the uh, on the Packers, I will. But think about what kind of candidates do we have out there? Who do you think the Lions might be considering to kind of fill a role uh, like that on the team, Riz?
1: They got some internal guys. Um, so JT Barrett, the former Ohio State quarterback, is sort of—he's uh, dipping his wig in a pause, and uh, he's got a lot of upward mobility. I know, I know, the organization really likes him, and if it means that he has to go be the cornerbacks coach, he'll do it, and I think he'll do a dang good job at it. So he's a low-level assistant. That is very upwardly mobile. Tanner Engstrand has been that on offense, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a guy to to watch. Uh, they had oh, and I'm looking at it. I can see him, and I can't think of his name. He was their um, Fritz Pollard coach last year. Um, the the uh, the the coaching program sponsored by the NFL that promotes minority candidates and gives them positions. Uh, and I can see him and I'm looking right at him and I've talked to him and I cannot think for the life of me think of his name. Somebody put it in the chat if you think of it. Uh, but that that's a guy who's moving places too. Um, and oh, it's killing me that I can't think of his name.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm terrible <laughs> at names. I mean not only pronouncing them, just for the folks that are you know, the joke, but um I'm terrible at, at, at remembering. <laughs> I'm
1: <out>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't have that. I just don't have that in my in my brain. It's um it's tough. <laughs> Anyway, oh so God, it's issue that I can't think of the same. Okay, well, well, we'll shake that one out of the tree. We'll, we'll shake that apple yeah. in a minute because I know it'll come to you. Um, it will.
1: It'll come to me at like three o'clock in the morning. I'll wake up and I'll scream <laughs> at my wife and be like, what?
0: <laughs> we'll probably hear it. Um, let's let's really quick poke at somebody else that people haven't been talking about at all. Sean Dion Hamilton. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I about him. Yeah. Um, Mark Brunel. He's a guy, Mark Brunel. I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't stay. I'm not saying he's running. He's trying to leave. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying very, very quietly, Mark Brunel is making the rounds. And
1: yeah, uh, Riz, I don't know if he that's knows anything. <laughs> that's, that's not really news to me. Um, and I, again, I don't think he wants to leave. Uh, he's the quarterback's coach. This is his first ever NFL geek. Before he came to the Lions, he was coaching a high school academy in Jacksonville. Um and by the way, they didn't win a lot. Which <laughs> is kind of strange. But so I will always have a, a soft spot in my heart for Mark Brunel. We share a birth date, we share a fraternity, we share um, um we, 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 we got, got a YouTube comment. video. Comment out. I, <laughs> oh. oh crap. <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't have the Illuminati. Behind I mean, the bathroom head Sorry. real fast.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I'll see you at the water buffalo. Oh, I should have worn I should have I should have worn my Dream Theater shirt because it's got <laughs> fun stuff on it. Um yeah. Yeah. So uh, wow. Um let's just say that there are a lot of people interviewing for jobs in other places, not necessarily just head coaching jobs that have a lot of connections to Mark Brunel, either as players or as coaches or as college teammates or as sharing an agent. And it wouldn't shock me. So let me preface this. I legitimately do not know how much he helped Jared Goff. I don't. Um, I think that Mark Brunel's primary role this past offseason, as was described to me on the very first day of minicamp was. He's here to help Tim Boyle become the best Tim Boyle he can be. And I think we saw how that played out because he was two for eight with two interceptions and a sack in Chicago's finale when they benched the Peter Man for him. And then they brought Peterman back in like, holy crap, this guy's really bad. Um, I'm not sure how that reflects on Mark Brunel. Um, I wouldn't give Mark Brunel a lot of credit for what's happened with Jared Goff, but he deserves some. And I do think that he is a sounding board that Dan respects and Ben respects Mm -hmm. as somebody that's like, you think this works? Um, Like, And and again, Mark Brunel was an above-average quarterback for a freakishly long time in the NFL. He was really good for a long time. And I think that has some value and some merit. And I I, I do know the players respect him, and not just Jared Goff and the the quarterback room, like Mm -hmm. the tight ends like him. Um, he he has helped Brock Wright believe it or not. I've I've seen him personally coach him, so uh, it would be something of a loss. But again, brought his name up earlier. J T Barrett is a guy that is poised to do more on a coaching staff somewhere. He was a college quarterback. He knows how to play the game. Um, did not work out for him in the pros at all. But uh, it's certainly not from lack of lack of knowledge. Um, he just didn't have the skill. And I think he would be a very natural successor if Tanner Engstrand doesn't want that. By the way, Tanner Engstrand, a former college quarterback, uh, who is their, uh, like, camp arm type quarterback, like when they need somebody to throw and the quarterbacks are busy. Like, <laughs> Tanner, can, Tanner can zip it, guys. Yep. That guy's got a dose, man. <laughs> he showed that off, like, like when when we were... There was one day where he had to like fill in and, and throw some passes, and we're, we're like, I remember, I remember standing next to Kyle Mike. He's like, "Who is, is that?" Like, oh God! So, they, they've got some options there if Brunell chooses to leave. Yeah, um, I, I don't know that Mark will or not. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but he is definitely getting looks to verify your your take there, Chris.
0: Yep, yep. And I mean, I mean, it's a lot of that kind of j- very similar to the you know they'd hire you know McVeigh's maid. If they, if they could, and it's one of those things, there's guys that work in every group and, and think about like going through, you know, school or at work when you have to do a group project or do something together, there's always the person who doesn't carry their weight. And I'm not saying this is Mark at all, so don't take this the wrong way. Right. Um, but there's also sometimes people, you know, they all carry something, but there's always people that carry less than others right and so that's one of the dangers and that's one of the things often that happens when you go oh, I'm going to I'm going to get the the offensive coordinator from Sean McVay's you know or, or I'm going to get this guy and maybe he wasn't the guy or he wasn't one of the guys that was there spending a the night right. three or four nights a week putting the, the game plan together right i mean that's that's there's different people that that do different amounts of work and, and i think those things in this organization those things are seen and those people will rise to the top. I'm not saying again, anything about, uh, Mark Rennell or anything like that, but, um, right. I think everybody, all the the, the problem is that some people will go out that are good and they are good. Some people go out and they're and they're they're not that. And they try to continue to build with the best they can. The magic is when you get that group of everybody pulling together, that's when you really hit it special. And they're, they're working toward that with the coaching staff. The front office, the scouts, the players. it for the first time in my life, this team on all areas are pulling in the same direction and, and building in the same way. And it's one of the most exciting Lions teams to have watched, to continue to watch as they continue to grow. So last one I want to talk about is outside of the Lions realm. This one's a lot of fun. Um, and, and, I hate to dance on anyway, but It's great. But Joe Lombardi. Sorry, Mike. Mike.
1: <laughs> Joel, oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Joel, Bro, <Marty>. <laughs> And it was it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious because there was a poll over with the Packers, uh, and, and it was like a Packers podcast that that kind of brought it up about uh, we should get Joe Lombardi over here and Packers should we was the question, and, and Lions fans unanimously said yes, please, please hire Joe Lombardi. Excellent trolling, better, Lions fam. That's what we need you to do. That's nothing beautiful. better than a wide receiver <laughs> screen at third and twenty-two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Second and 14
0: draw play. 12. my guards
1: both saw I'm gonna run a play where my running back is over- takes a handoff without moving forward and tries to run around the outside. Oh my <laughs> God, he was so he was so bleeping incompetent.
0: Oh. And I feel I've used for- the
1: line. I, I, I used it twice this week. On different shows in different markets, he made an offense with Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Reggie Bush, Golden Tate. Boring, predictable, awful. Look what he just did, Justin Herbert. That guy, that guy can ball, man. Yeah, Justin Herbert, yeah. Austin Eckler. They got talent at receiver. It gets hurt a lot because their their head coach is an idiot and plays guys when they don't need to play, getting people's backs broken. Their I, offense I, was nowhere close to where they should have been, and no. it's it's Lombardi's fault, hundred percent.
0: I will a hundred percent take the L on Herbert too, because I didn't see it at the Senior Bowl. I didn't see it ahead of the Senior Bowl. I was he like, wasn't a good there. Listen, no, he was. No. I mean, everything I he saw was like, like a sonality, but but they saw We something.
1: didn't. We didn't see it with yeah. him. Yeah, and he's got
0: it now <laughs> It just all it did was <laughs> help me understand just how difficult it is to evaluate quarterbacks and how it just it is really a crapshoot it just it's totally a crapshoot it's one of the things that will continue our discussion at some point about golf and and, and and the others people think i'm like all out on getting a quarterback i'm just out on first round i'm really out on a first round quarterback um it's just where i am and i know we differ I'm on not. that I know, I know, but we'll, we'll um, have arguments about that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's okay, and I may change and, and your again, mind, and, and I know, my, you know to my, do potentially. My take on it is, it has nothing to do with your cough. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there you go. We can have a little laugh at, uh, at Joe Lombardi. Um, two quick other topics. When first Detroit, oh uh, Detroit. He's I mean, so
1: bad, story. Chris. He's so bad.
0: Yeah, please so go to bad. Green Bay. Um, uh, Defensive player of the year. Oh, my God. Defensive player of the year. (laughs) Already voted on. Already voted on. And I'm hoping, again, I got money on this one. Aiden Hutchinson. Look, one of the most double teams in the NFL this year. Right? And I want to talk about that a little bit. More than
1: Miles hmm. Garrett. So he and Miles Garrett were both at about 31.5%. Miles (laughs) technically played more snaps. So he got a little bit more like in quantity, but in percentage wise, they're within the margin for error of one another.
0: I want to talk about pre-draft because it kind of bounces off the Herbert thing a little bit as well. The knock, the the anti-Hutchers, the people that said Bustinson early in the season, all remembered where he was double teamed against Georgia and he was ineffective. And they pointed to that and said, "Mm, there you go. He took the most double teams in the NFL this year and is an absolute uh, DPOI candidate. Now, a lot of people say sauce, and and, and I get that. But the thing is, here's the difference between where sauce was and, and where sauce was this year and where Aiden was. And this is, I think, has to be talked about. And I know the voting's over, but they didn't throw at sauce. So he didn't get as many opportunities to be that player. And, it, and and you can say they didn't throw at him because he did that well, and yada, yada. yada. That, that's true. But he didn't get the opportunities. It is true. Aiden Hutchinson got the opportunities. He was double teamed more than anybody else. What was it nine and a half sacks? Three interceptions? Yep. I mean, my-, my More guy, interceptions than sauce,
1: by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. My guy performed. My guy performed. And so, defensive rookie of the year. Sorry, I keep saying the player of the year. Sorry, I'm- um, it's just like, I can't remember names. Yeah. I, I I just, my brain goes ahead and I don't, I don't say what I'm, what I think you're here is something different than my brain. My mouth is saying, uh, <laughs> defensive rookie of the year, uh, right for that. <laughs> but there's something that I think people aren't weighing enough or talking about though. I mean, weighted, you saw it. He had to more than anybody else. He had to perform when I say he, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson sauce did a great job but he wasn't tested in the same way you got to wait that of course look i'll say it out loud i got money in hutchinson I'm I'm, I'm 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 all in for him i'm all in for campbell because because they're my guys because they're my team and because i got money on them right of course and, and, and you know tra- full transparency but you have to weigh how much they were tested I, I just i think that has to be part of the calculus and i'm not saying look i know Sauce was great i know sauce Really, he's really, he's really, yeah. really good. I get it. I get it. <laughs> really but good. There, there is a there is a case to be made for Aiden Hutchinson. And that's, that's I guess, my, my biggest point then.
1: I will just here. say that I, I will make my PFWA ballot public.
0: And it is sauce free. It's sauce free. That's right. Look, oh, man. There might be some sauce day. over here. Uh, RealGM.com, <laughs> uh,
1: RealGM. right? RealGM.com. Check it out. Uh, it'll be up. It'll only be five cents this weekend because... Uh, I do value seeing my family once upon a time, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be up. by. Uh, we'll cover the divisional weekend, which, by the way, I am super geeked for. I am really excited about this weekend of football. It is my favorite weekend of football, and honestly, super wildcard weekend. As much as I roll my eyes at the thought of it, calling super it was pretty damn good. I, mm-hmm. thought, I thought we had some really good football games this past yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this week, my God, there, there are some matchups this week. I am really looking forward to it. And I am also looking forward to when this week comes next year and the Detroit Lions are hosting a game against a surprise wildcard winning team, um, whether it's the Giants or um, so I'll I'll go super deep here, really, really early calling my shot. I think next year the Atlanta Falcons win the NFC South uh, and I can see the Lions possibly playing them. they're better than you thought they would be, and, and they also have a pretty good young
0: coach. And they're going to get a they,
1: quarterback, they, right? They they have Desmond Ritter, who wasn't all that bad. their Their offensive line and run game really got undersold. So uh, obviously, they, but they wouldn't play each other in the divisional. Uh, you know, they're they're division champs. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: We'll have to see. And I think I think Detroit's going to win the NFC North next year. So uh, well, well, I'll have to I'll have to tweak that methodology, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I. so one of the things that happens um, in my position when the Lions aren't playing in the postseason anymore, my attention typically goes far elsewhere, whether it's the draft or the NFL at large or coaching carousel or things like that. So for me to have to apply myself to like, oh, crap, I got to cover a game Saturday night or Sunday night. As much as I bitch about having to cover night games, I can't freaking wait, man. Sunday night, again, Green Bay was so amazing. I oh. loved it. I want more of that because it's, yeah. it's been a long time since we've had that kind of excitement. Kind of legitimate, not fabricated excitement for a Detroit football team. And the way that they went out and won a close game on the road, beating... Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for the second year in a row, by the way, in Green Bay, and for the third straight time. Like that, that torch is passed, baby. Like our torch is freaking lit now, and I cannot wait to carry that torch into the Slack channel at the at the NFL wires and say, "Hey, the Lions are here, bitches!" and slam that bad boy down.
0: Just drop that meat on the table. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Um, okay, so really quick, I want to mention to people. Oh, God, I'm
1: excited, Chris. I'm ready for this, man.
0: Get your jerseys. Get all your gear. Fanatics at Podcast.com. You want to show off. I mean, they have memorabilia. You want some nice, you know, nice signed ball. You want something for the the, the, oh, the special place in the house, your little shrine to the team, whatever you got going on. Fanatics at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. We'll hook you up. You go there, it takes you straight to the licensed official retailer for all NFL goods and NHL goods and NBA goods and MLB goods and college goods. They've got the market cornered. And when you do it that way, when you go through com, they throw a couple pennies our way for every purchase you make. And that helps us out, helps us do our senior bowl coverage and all the other stuff that we do so thank you all for uh using that when you do your purchases of lions stuff amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com is also another one same old bargain except it's when you go to amazon Amazon amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com all right got those in there let's talk about a couple of players that are keeping not only keeping they want to stay they are the folks that want to rock and roll in detroit um the commish the commish the commish
1: one of the very first players we ever interviewed at the senior bowl chris Do you remember yeah. that yep absolutely With mac Robinson sitting across by the way we love mac and um I, I i actually talked to mac yesterday uh and he's got a potential opportunity that i'm very excited for and i hope he gets it if you're watching mac and i know you do watch even though you're a browns guy yeah. i'm pulling for you buddy cuz you uh you You deserve it. You are great at what you do. And I hope you get to keep getting a bigger and better platform. But (laughs) I digress. Um, John Kaminsky went on social media and practically begged the Lions to sign into a league minimum contract. Like He's like, if you put it out in front of me, I'm signing it. I want to be back. I don't want to be anywhere else. I've seen the alternative. It was Atlanta. It was bad for me. I've seen what bad coaching looks like. I've seen what bad fits look like. I want to be in Detroit and nowhere else. And while that leaves him right for exploitation to not maximize his earnings, and I, that does bug me, believe it or not, to some extent, I love it, man, because that's a guy, <laughs> oh my God. Like yeah. that, that was a guy, first off, when he shakes your hand, that's one of those where you're like going like six hours later, you're like, crap, what the <laughs> hell, man? <laughs> why, why is my finger like out of socket? Like that—that's the kind of dude he is, mm-hmm. and uh, he was so beneficial to the rise of the defense over the second half there. I'm not sure to give him credit because, like, James Houston came on, Aiden Hutchinson came on, and I, I do think that John Kaminsky deserves some credit for playing a role in helping facilitate that. But you saw it in the the last game where he hustled down the field and forced that fumble. That's not a regular play, folks. That is. That's a guy who wants to do anything to help his team win. Uh, and uh, I want that guy back on my team. Um, yep. I, I'll, I'll personally admit I like the guy. I like the guy a lot. Northeast Ohio native. We got to reminisce about it. We, you got annoyed with me reminiscing with him about being, being from Northeast Ohio. <laughs> and you probably should have. But but uh, that's a guy that, like, you want to root for that guy. Because that guy's seen some things. Yep. Uh, d 2 Was a was a option quarterback coming out of Barberton, Ohio, went to the University of Charleston as a six foot four, two hundred and sixty five pound option quarterback. And they're like, "Dude, you play defense? Like we've seen you in drills." T and he's like, "What?" (laughs) And now he's in the NFL and can play. He is ideal as your fifth defensive lineman in a four-man front because he can play any spot except the nose, and he's good enough. He understands exactly what he's supposed to do, and you cannot... That's a glue guy. That's that's the kind of guy that you luck into, and they absolutely lucked into him because Atlanta didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what they had, yep. and the fact that the Lions had an idea for how to use him and, and him and developed him which is something that did not happen for him in Atlanta. That is absolutely the kind of guy you want to keep, and the fact that he wants to be here, hell yeah, man! Like sign that guy. Don't you, don't just sign him for. You. That's a guy who's earned a three year. It won't cost a lot. Three years, eight million.
0: I want to really wow. quick. I want to get into. It. Um, can he get into trouble with his agent for destroying their their dollar their money leverage in negotiations? And I want to tell you, the agent works for him. And that's yes. something a lot of players have trouble with. Tyrell Crosby should have learned yes. that a long time ago, but I won't get into that. <laughs> uh, the, the, the agent works for the player, and they have to be able to tell them no. And the, it, it's, this is one of those things when a guy says, he's, he's one of the guys we talked about earlier. It's about the, the culture. It's the continuity. He believes in right. what we have. He believes in the coaches and the other people. He's like, I'll come back. I'll take less. He knows he's smart enough with his dollars and cents. I think he, he knows for him taking that step. I mean, especially for a guy like the club or the commission, right. For him to take that step, to make it to a, to a to a, a championship. And it with a team like this, a place like this, that means more than an extra million and a half dollars. I think that's exactly where he's at.
1: I'll refer to the picture that's over my shoulder of the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. He saw that team firsthand. He understood how special it was for that group of guys to do what they did where they did it. That will not be lost on him. And you better damn well believe he wants to be a part of that. (laughs) No doubt about it.
0: He will fight. Yes. He will fight. Yes. So Kaminsky's one. Another one is the guy whose shoulder pads look like everybody else's thigh pads and their legs. Isaiah Bugs, my man, is a giant. I, I I love Bugs. I love Bugs to Death. My guy. That's least, a guy. That's fantastic. So
1: it, it 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 took him some time. It mm-hmm. did. He wasn't good early in the season, and it, because I, I I vividly remember this inter, in, in interaction I had on Twitter, and I actually looked back for it. And the dude that I had the interaction with deleted his account, you pussy. <laughs> uh, but he was saying, "Why is Isaiah Bugs playing? This guy can't play at all." I'm like, "I don't think you value what he's doing." Um, and he was getting better at that. Like first part, first half of the season when he first got here, he was swimming in the deep end, man, and, and needed some swimmies. He found them, yeah. and he learned how to he learned how to do the butterfly stroke, which is really freaking hard to do if you haven't done it before. Yeah. Uh, and he he became not just a a pretty solid starting player. That guy was the leader of the defensive line room at the end of the season. Like, Michael Brockers was there. No, yeah. Michael Brockers, like, one of the reasons why I know he's not coming back, um, no in quotation marks there, because he's not officially gone yet, but he ain't coming back, folks. Um, Is because Isaiah Bugs filled that leadership void, and they very much want to bring him back. And he, again, this is, a guy, this is a guy who came from Pittsburgh, an organization that understands how to treat people and how to cobble to defense. They've got a great coach. They've got a great personnel department. They've got stable stars around them, T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward. Like, th- that's a very good football team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And it didn't work for him there. Yep. And he has realized, okay, this is my shot. Like, I can apply what I learned from failing in Pittsburgh to help Detroit. And he embraced that. Uh, and I won't tell you who told me that he, he's, he's of that mindset, but know that I was told that he was of that mindset. Uh, and he was an invaluable leader. And I would be very surprised if he's not back. Even though in the first mock offseason that I did, I had him not coming back. Um, those are more for my fun and provocation and bigger yeah. poking than than any possible reality, he will be back in the next one, um, and somebody who was back uh, won't be by surprise next time. Yep. That's just how they go. That that'll roll Saturday morning. By the way, I rate those on Thursday and Friday, so yeah. Yeah. I actually have the outline. It's it's right here. I, I have it's to outline. Hit, I just gotta write it.
0: I have to <laughs> hit this really quick. Like, subscribe, love this thing. Hit the like button. You're here watching. It's free. It's easy. That helps us out a great deal. Helps other people find us. And I ask you. Because I was the only person in the sea of noise that told you two months ago that Ben Johnson wasn't going anywhere and he didn't even go down for the interview, telling you, I know, telling you I know. And when I told when Hawkinson happened, I'm telling you, I know you want to subscribe, you want more of that. They call it Chris dust in the slack, which is a great place to hang out too. We'll talk about that in a second, but <laughs> like subscribe, hit the bell, especially for senior bowl. All that stuff's going to be breaking out and uh, it's going to be a crazy week. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit lions podcast, get access to the slack chat. If you donate as little as $5 a month, all the biggest dust that gets shared, gets shared there. Um, that's the place to go. You got Riz, you got me it's Scott, you got Sandman, you got case still hanging around and doing his thing. Uh, the group is doing the group stuff. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get your access and all your off-season insider info.
1: Just real quick, by the way, to add on to that, I will be doing a mailbag uh, that I will record Monday morning, and I only take questions from the, the Slack. Yes. Only, yes. exclusively. And your questions are there. Put it in the podcast topics, hashtag folks.
0: And don't forget, he spells it M-A-L-E-B-A-G make sure to follow us on twitter at detroit lions podcast sorry it's at det lions podcast and also at jeff risden at det lions podcast and at jeff risden because if you're gonna do a mailbag you're doing it with no pants and that's the best place to hang out with us with no pants on also give us a call via skype it's one word, Detroit Lions podcast. Detroit Lions podcaster calls in the Lions line. It's 248-782-8384. you <laughs> we were going to say
1: Skype was one word.
0: <laughs> uh, well, for Repeat course, the
1: number, please, because I talked over you. Repeat the number.
0: <laughs> some folks, you got to remind them Skype is one word, but it's 248-782-8384, also known as 248 rub you fug Who wouldn't want to dial that? Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Why would you do that? Why would you do that, Riz? So we can come into your ear holes. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you the next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection.
1: Final seconds winding down. And look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.